Welcome to the Fem Genius Podcast, where we unlock the secrets of intuition, self-discovery, and spiritual wisdom. I'm your host, Liz Zamorski, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my special guests as we delve into tarot readings, exploring our intuitive language, and sharing practical tips and tricks for connecting with your inner guidance. Tune in for an empowering journey into the world of intuition and self-awareness. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fem Genius Podcast. My name is Liz Zamorski. I am the Fem Genius, and I'm so excited about today's episode where we're going to be talking about the energies of Scorpio season 2023. But trust that whenever you hear this episode is when it's meant for you. So even if we're not in Scorpio season, for instance, and you're listening to it and it's resonating, take what resonates, leave the rest. I know that I'm going to be talking about the topics of death, childbirth, and also doulas. And so if these topics trigger you, I just ask that you use your discernment. So with that said, Scorpio season. As you can hear, I'm all fired up about it. I'm recording this episode on October 23rd, 2023, and this is the day that Scorpio season starts. And so we're really moving into this time of feistiness, passion. It's a water sign where it feels like fire. Okay. That's just the best way I can describe it. It's like we're in the flow, we're feeling the emotions, but we're also really fired up about it. You can think of that scorpion with its tail just poised and ready to sting, but where it also knows how to protect itself. It's got that shell on it, that exoskeleton. And so just remember that as you step into this Scorpio season, you are being called to follow your passion, follow your heart, follow your emotions, but also know that this is not like the soft, cuddly teddy bear emotions, and it can be joy and happiness, but this is where we fiercely protect our emotional experience. We allow ourselves to take our power back over these are my emotions and this is how I'm feeling them. One thing that I recently have integrated is being a deeply emotional person. I am the person who will cry at parades or whenever I hear a marching band or a drum line, like I am just pouring with tears because there's such deeply emotional experiences for me. When I hear a choir singing, when I hear like more than two part harmony, full waterworks and you know, happiness, sadness, everything. Like I just emote very deeply. And for so long, I tried to hold that back because it was too much. It was embarrassing. And now I'm just like, I'm going to fly my cry flag and just be like, I'm a crier. Okay. But also what I realized was that by holding that back, I also was denying my inner wisdom because I would feel things like, oh, I don't know about this person, or mm, I don't really like the way they're talking to me, or I don't like the way this room feels right now, especially when I was working with other employees or in school situations and having to work in groups. Like I just knew right away, this is not a situation that I want to be in, or this is a situation I want to be in. But I would deny that because I had this internal messaging that was like, oh, you're always such an overreactor. You overthink things, you overfeel things. And so I really suppressed that. And what I was doing was actually suppressing the fact that, yes, in my nature, I feel things very deeply. And so I have to listen to my feelings. Other people may get these yes or no feelings much more subtly. And so they can be cool about it. <laughs> 
I have no chill. If I'm feeling something, it's at 100 degrees. I feel love very deeply. I feel disgust very deeply. You know, all the things from that movie Inside Out very deeply. And it was such a hard process for me to really move past that self-judgment. In the tarot, I'm just going to have no segue there. In the tarot, the card for the zodiac sign of Scorpio is the death card in the major arcana. And the death card is one of those, you know, top cards in the deck where people get scared or they want to avoid them or they just have a bad reputation. It's usually like the death, the devil and the tower. But when I pull these cards, I get really excited because I'm like, ooh, there's big changes happening. And most of the time, it's something that you don't have to do anything about. You don't have to act to bring about the changes. You just have to prevent yourself from preventing the changes. You just have to hold yourself in check to allow these changes to occur. And I very recently went through this death cycle. And what I wanna say about death, about that card as well, is that we don't have death without new birth or rebirth or new life. Even in the natural world, anything that dies and decays becomes the foundation for new growth. You can think about like dying and decaying trees that then become food for the mushrooms or the fungus. And then the fungus becomes the food for and has the network for the foundation of the forest. So it's like every act of death opens up an opportunity for birth. And so last week I was going through this thing where it was just a really emotional time and I was in a lot of pain. And for the first time, I wasn't like, okay, why am I feeling pain? What, what wants to be heard? What wants to be said? Instead of going in and looking for the cause of the pain, I just held the painful experience. I just was able to vocalize over and over at different times, like I'm in a lot of pain right now. Even just to say it out loud to myself, I'm in a lot of pain right now. This hurts so badly. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. I feel like something's happening. Just affirming the experience of last week was so powerful for me. And I didn't know if it was a death cycle, if it was a tower cycle, like things just falling down around me, if it was a hanged man cycle, like just needing to surrender to it. And so I just allowed it to be. And that was so difficult because that took all of my focus. I knew that I had things to get done. I knew that I had, you know, other places to put my attention, but it just felt like this was the first time that I was holding space for my experience in that particular way. And I just needed to remain really focused. So I didn't try to detach from it, run away from it, think my way through it. And I know that we don't all have the luxury of being able to hold space for our emotions because there are other people, other demands, other situations going on that don't always allow us to have that stillness. But I'll just say that if you're in one of these cycles, perhaps this time, just give yourself as much quiet stillness and affirmation and validation of your own experience as you can and just watch what starts happening because what happened for me last week was the affirmation and the holding space for my situation for my experience and then on saturday 
suddenly everything dropped in. In the meantime, I think it was Tuesday night. I was sitting in the living room with my husband after our daughter went to bed. And we have this routine where we put our daughter to bed. We surround her with the energy of the angels and the archangels and the ancestors and a couple of others. And then, you know, Henrik gives her her water. My husband, Henrik, gives her her water. And she takes a couple sips. And then she always says, can you open the door a little wider? And will you sit out in the living room for 30 minutes? Yes. Okay. So our routine is that we sit out in the living room, Henrik draws for 20 minutes, and I putts around. (laughs) That's my job. I putts. And so last Tuesday, I was laying on the couch, and I had my feet stacked one on top of the other, and Henrik drew a picture of my feet in that position. And when he showed it to me, the first words that came in my mind were breech birth, like a breech birth where a baby is born feet first. I felt like, oh my gosh, that's what's going on right now. I'm doing, it's not just a birth, but it's a breech birth. And so I immediately went into the energy of breech birth and where for many, 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 many centuries and a lot of our history, a breech birth was essentially a death sentence for either the mother or the baby or both where there were so many complications that could happen, where the afterbirth process could be complicated as well. Um, And so I just felt the gravity of my inner fear, my innate inner fear of the words breach birth, which I feel like is a collective experience. There are certain words or there are certain time periods where we just have a collective experience around it. And so I allowed myself to really be with that collective emotion of a breech birth. And I know that in modern times, it's not as dangerous um, and we do have interventions that we can use, but there are still risks associated with a breech birth that are not inherent to, I'll just say a regular birth. So I let myself really be with that with that connection of my emotion with the breech birth and just say, okay, I am apparently in a cycle where something is dying off and something new is being born, but it feels like it's ass backwards. Like it just feels like it's coming out feet first and that's how it's going to have to be born. And so we're just going to hold space for that. So on Saturday, the idea came through like the next phase, the next marching orders, the next thing that I'm birthing finally dropped in and I had, you know, it was fully formed. It was this new offer that I'm going to be coming out with soon. I'm not sure if it has two or three parts. I kept thinking three, but this morning I woke up, it feels like there's going to be two. And what has come through for me is how this is connected to the breech birth was not only was it painful, but it was painful because it was something that my old self would have felt like was a step backward on my journey. Like I was going backward, like I was birthing something feet first. And that feet first feeling was such resistance because, you know, when you think about even standing and moving feet first, it would be like you would be pushing on a brake pedal. You'd be stopping your forward motion. So much of my work has been one-on-one where I'm either doing one-on-one tarot readings or one-on-one intuitive mentorship. So it was very interesting to see that it's now being 
guided into a more collective experience, but it's where I would have thought it was moving backwards. But now I can see as a result of this experience of last week, I can see that this is growth. This is opening. This is something different. And it's so interesting because also what came through for me was the concept of the doula. And if you've never heard this word, it's most closely associated with birth. It's become a little bit synonymous with the term midwife in modern parlance, but it is something different. And doula comes from the Greek word. I'm not going to translate it exactly, but it's something like the female slave of the childbearing mother. And that's what the doulas originally were. And then in modern times, doulas have really started becoming a more popular birth partner or birthing coach for the birther, where a doula is a trained professional who supports and helps the mother, especially, or the birther through the birthing process. And so I've seen it come up more recently as well that there are doulas for other things, like there are death doulas to help maintain the dignity of the dying. There are cancer doulas. I'm working with a lady one-on-one who is just fantastic, who is developing the concept of the cancer doula for people who have been recently diagnosed with some form of cancer. And so I feel like doula has really become synonymous in modern days, not only with midwife, but that concept of one who supports a transition. And so I want to say that during this death and rebirth cycle, it is about becoming your own doula, becoming the one who supports you through the transition, affirming whatever it is you need to affirm to yourself. I'm safe. Transition is difficult. We close out old containers. We open new ones with dignity. All of these ways that you can affirm the process that you're going through are so powerful. You're literally sending messages to your subconscious where that fear response or that fight or flight might be coming from, your dorsal system, and you're really sending these powerful messages to it from your parasympathetic nervous system and saying, you're safe. It's okay. You don't have to run away from this. You don't have to fight it. We're okay. Something's coming. It's all right not to know. I feel like this season, this particular Scorpio season is really calling on all of us to do that work, to show up for ourselves, to support one another where we are asked to, because we are not victims and we are not saviors, but being able to show up for ourselves first and then for the community, giving other people access to support modeling to others how we can hold this energy because this is what we're being called to do. No more numbing it out. No more saying, well, I'm just overreacting. (laughs) I'm just a deep thinker. I cry at parades. No more of that. We're being asked to take our experience seriously and we can have fun with it, but it's like, you're not a joke. You're not a dismissal. You are powerful and you are having this experience. Everything is happening as a lesson, as a challenge, as a pathway, as an access point. And so why not be present for it? Why not take yourself seriously and say, I need something right now. What is it? Be your own doula. 
And then by being your own, you get to ripple out that energy to others. Again, just you being in your power is going to open up access points for others. Like what I'm doing right now, whether you have a platform or not, like being able to take that experience, integrate it for myself, process it for myself, and then turn around and say, hey, guess what? I learned something. (laughs) Hey, guess what? This experience not only produced something, but it also brought together a lot of lessons. I'm also going to give a quick shout out to the doula that I used at the birth of our daughter. Her name is Sylvia. She was such a big help. Um, Just want to give her a shout out. And all the doulas, everyone who's doing this work, either professionally or just for yourselves, both are valid. Holding the space for transition is sacred work. And that is what we're being called to do. Allow yourself to look death in the eye this month, however it comes up for you because we're all transitioning and then hold space for yourself. Powerfully step up and claim the experience, claim the outcome and allow yourself to continue to grow and step further outside of your old comfort zone and into more alignment with your truest version of yourself. So with that said, thank you so much for listening. Please do follow and comment on this podcast. I love seeing your comments and your feedback and your reviews. If you like this podcast, I always appreciate a five-star review on whichever platform that you're listening on. And like I said, there are going to be a couple of new offers dropping soon. So follow me on Instagram at the Femme Genius, and you can book a one-to-one reading or join a retreat with me at any time. Check out my website below. And until next time, stay grounded, stay magical. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Femme Genius Podcast, where intuition meets inspiration. If you enjoyed this episode and want more empowering insights, don't forget to subscribe and share your thoughts in the comments. Remember, your intuition is your superpower, and together we're unlocking its full potential. Stay curious, stay intuitive, and keep shining your unique light in the world. Until next time.